Dating Skills Review, the central source for dating advice for men, presents Dating Groove Insider. Hey, this is Angel from Dating Skills Review. Today we have the Don from Love Systems. Hey there. Hey, there. hey how you doing? All right, man. Uh, so, um... Yeah, just going back, so you've been with Love Systems uh, since 2006, way back when it was uh, Mystery Method Corporation, um, and pretty much one of the first guys there, right? Yeah, yeah, I was uh, one, of, one of the early people at the company, yeah, but back when it was uh, you know, Mystery and uh, Sin and Matador and everybody, way back when. Cool, must have been fun times, it must have been fun, fun to see like how the whole thing's grown and, and changed over time too. Yeah, it's, it's gotten really, really big, but... Um, you know, I think uh, the way it's sort of caught on has been mostly because of the game initially, but it seems like, you know, as time has gone on, like when we, when we first had students and stuff, it seemed like everybody came to us only because of the game. You know, everybody had read, read the book. Um, but more recently, I think it's it's caught on almost more word of mouth. It's interesting. It's, mm-hmm. it's changed how students find us. It's, you know, from the, from the Internet, from forums like, like you guys have. Um, a lot of people are referrals from other friends who've taken it before. So it's definitely it's it's widened its sort of uh, circle of appeal. I think outside of just the uh, the pickup people who'd, who'd come to it through the game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So like uh, like uh, you you co-authored the routines manuals with Savoy, and you also headed up the interviews for the, like the first thirty five of them, the interview series for Love Systems. So what I wanted to yeah. do is like talk to you. A bit about the routines, since you know those those two routines manuals that uh, you you guys have been uh, using for quite a while. Um, pretty much, I mean, when when did you write those? Was it back in two thousand and seven or? No, I, I, to be honest, I, I think it might have been two thousand eight or. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it might have been two thousand eight when we did it. Yeah. It just so many people had asked for something like that. Yeah. And after I did a lot of boot camps. Um, you know, I started doing them in 2006, and just I started out helping Sin, and then I started doing my own, and um, that was like the number one request is like, where can we get a you know compilation of routines? Mm-hmm. You know, and it's it, it definitely needed to be done, but at the same time, you know, it serves a certain purpose, but it's not the end the end all be all of you know what you need to know. So, I mean, we like to sort of offer it with the caveat that you have to understand you know why these things work. Uh, not just go out and say them like a parrot. So, you know, it's important to understand the principles behind it and why, but there's sort of a balance to be had, I think, because people who just sort of speak in uh, general principles and um, sort of theoretics, it's hard for guys who are learning this to go out and really internalize it and use it. So, you know, you need routines sort of in the very beginning to get you rolling and, and give you tangible things to go out and do. But at the same time, um, you know, you have to sort of get those general principles in your head and be able to come up with things that sound like routines uh, on the fly. So it's sort of like, it's more of like a, a list of examples of things to, to teach yourself to improvise. Mm-hmm. That's kind of really the way I, I thought of it when we wrote it. We don't want people to just go out and regurgitate this stuff, you know, word for word nonstop, but it's sort of what improvisa- good improvisations should sound like. And when you're starting in the very beginning... Uh, things to actually say because <laughs> you know, yeah. a guy goes out on a boot camp for the first time, anybody who's taken one knows it's a pretty terrifying experience. 
So, you know, giving them just something tangible to work with in the very, very beginning, I think, is really important. It's like training wheels, and then eventually the training wheels can come off. Yeah. So, so, you know, so it sounds like like one of the main reasons was, uh, you know, to give the guys something to say. So when they're nervous, they can just kind of fall back on that. Um, but like, I'm also thinking like one of the reasons was to give them ideal examples of some of the things that you're trying to teach them because you know like you know you can abs you can explain in the abstract okay you should say it like this and um you can give the theory and everything but sometimes you know it's very hard to grasp that until you've seen an actual example of uh, how it's put into place yeah absolutely i mean that's that's the thing it's sort of like a uh a platonic ideal of what a good uh, made-up conversation will sound like you know, as you get better at this stuff, it, it gets uh, easier to come up with things that sound like routines without, you know, writing it down beforehand or thinking of it. But it also is important, like, when you when you discover something that works really well for yourself to, to write those things down. Like, this sort of conversational thread seems to work very well every single time, so I'll, I'll go back to that. You know, mm -hmm. I'll use that. And you work up your own little bag of tricks that isn't just routines, but, I mean... Good conversationalists do that anyway. Yeah, you know you'll find that you'll you'll find you'll, you'll hear them tell the same story a few times. You know if you're around them a lot. Um, so, and and yeah. it gets better as time goes on. Like you'll find you know one of your best buddies, uh, he'll tell you a story, right? Um, yeah. And, yeah. And you'll hear him tell that story ten times, and on the tenth time, he's really put it down. You know, and he's absolutely yeah. You know where the jokes are. You know where the punchlines hit. You know, you know. You know when to take a break if there's an emotional moment. You know anything. Um, it's definitely you know a presentation thing that, that that some people just do naturally. It's you know some people don't ever even think about it. But guys, you know, don't come to boot camps who are <laughs> good, good like that. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So, so like, it, how would you advise people to use routines? Like, I'm guessing like. Everyone isn't the same, so you know some people want to rely on them more or longer. Uh, what are like the kind of extremes that you've seen where it's worked well, and maybe some examples of where it hasn't worked well, and any pitfalls to avoid? Yeah, I think they they're generally front loaded more. You know, like uh, they happen earlier in the interaction mm -hmm. uh, for the most part, uh, especially for a beginner, because that's when you have uh, basically no connection yet. You're not a person in their mind that they can. Uh, have a conversation with, they don't understand who you are, you don't have anything, uh, any common ground to work off of. So you're basically in the position of doing sort of attention getting in the early uh, part of the interaction. So, you know, this stuff, you know, is, it's conversational threads that can be done almost generically to get a reaction. You know, it's not – the further you are into the conversation, the more personalized it's going to become. So the more silly a lot of times a routine will seem yeah. after you've had a, a personalized conversation. But at the beginning, it, we have these things that are sort of more uh, suited to appeal to women in general. And also, cutting through the ice is kind of puzzling for some people who don't uh, naturally go out and socialize with strangers. So it gives them a way to do it um, that's been tested and it works for them. So you're generally going to stack them up towards the front. Once you get some interest in a general sense and like, oh, this person's funny, interesting, whatever, then you can start to personalize it and you'll move away from routines and some more um, sort of personalized comfort stuff. There's also comfort routines in the, 
in the routines manual. But, you know, let's face it, in a conversation that goes on for an hour and a half, how, what are you going to do, plow 50 routines into a, a whole comfort thing? You can't do that. So you have to rely more on general principles in the comfort phase and then occasionally hit a three-pointer or something if you need to with a, a routine or some sort of uh, pre-thought-out conversational thread that you're going to go into. Mm. So, yeah, generally I'm going to think of them as, as front-loaded. Mm-hmm. Used for openers, used for attraction, getting some attention, and then from there, backing off from it a little bit and, and being a little more normal. And yeah. then hitting them once in a while. Right, it sounds like uh, it's something that you might always use when you run out of something to say. You know, you know, you just, for whatever reason, you're on a date or whatever, uh, you run out of things to say, it's something to fall back on in those situations. It's kind of like a security belt. Uh, yeah, and some of them will move you forward, too. But, yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, having a whole head full of this stuff will prevent you from hitting that, that awkward silence yeah. uh, that, that everybody dreads. Even even the stupidest thing, I mean, just an opener. I mean, openers are just usually silly conversational uh, pieces, or especially the old-fashioned ones that nobody really uses anymore, like the, the opinion openers and stuff. But if you really don't have anything to say, an opinion opener, and you could be 50, you know, 50 minutes into the conversation – an opinion opener is just an interesting conversational topic that you could bust out um, if, instead of turning into a stuttering mess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's yeah, absolutely. Like, it's also definitely an emergency uh, stopgap when you need it. Yeah. So I mean, routines are they something that you still use today, personally, or has it gone? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, Maybe less so, but uh, a lot of times they become more abstract. You'll have certain sort of threads you go into. Um, a lot of what we do now is kind of like um, teasing and role playing. Yeah. But a lot of the same teases will come up over and over again, um, and a lot of the same role plays will come up over and over again. Like I'll joke around that I'm I'm a I'm a male stripper, and I'll start referring to myself in the third person by my male stripper name, which is Bamboo. Um, and then I'll just keep referring to Bamboo in the third person as I'm talking about myself. And it'll just go on, and I'll kind of improvise around that, but it's a theme that continues throughout the conversation. It's mm-hmm. silly, and it's stupid, but it's the same um, sort of thread. I just do it differently every single time. Yeah, that's that's interesting, because, like, the routine, like, people think of them as it's a scripted conversation, right? Um, yeah. And, and it's very, very structured. But, like, what you're talking about there is more like you have themes, you know, you, you have or ideas or, you know, or concepts that you kind of bring into your conversation routinely, you know, quite often. So maybe yeah. you have a set of ten subjects which you tend to use in different ways, ten different teases or, you know, ten different ways to develop comfort and so on. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you might have some sort of thing where, um, you know, she's your... Um, like mascot for the night, right? Yeah. You have, you have her do things for you and do tricks and do silly things like that, and that'll keep coming up. You can mm. pretend you're gay the whole time. You know, just do, like, weird things and pretend that you're gay and talk about guys with her. Meanwhile, you're hitting on her, like, in between it, but going back to that. And then just run that theme kind of on and off. Don't The thing is, don't beat it like a dead horse. You know, it's right, like, yeah. conversation and then, then hit it again because jokes that pay off, later on, but not too often, like callback humor. Mm-hmm. Things are a lot of times funnier when they come up the third time in an unexpected way. So, you know, if you can set some of those into the conversation, too. And then, you know, you'll get an idea of, of which ones work for you and then you'll use them in the conversation. And none of it is necessarily even scripted. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, right, right. So, I mean, can you use routines for anything? Like, in, in the manuals, what, what kinds of routines do you have? Do you have it for lots of different situations and, and uh, challenges or, you know, parts of the pickup that people come across? Yeah, we, I mean, you know, in Love Systems, there's, like, the, the sort of triad model of, mm-hmm. um, you know, and it goes, like, opening, transitioning, attraction, uh, you know, comfort, qualification, all that stuff. So mm-hmm. the way we did it in the book is we just broke it up um, by sort of category yeah. within the the chronology. Mm-hmm. Um, but that said, you know, it's never written entirely in stone either. I mean, sometimes there's some girls that are more serious that don't respond to a silly, funny disqualification type things in attraction. So then you would move like a comfort type routine. What would typically, you know, 90% of the time be a comfort type of thing because it's too serious. You'll move that forward. That can become attraction material. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you always, I mean, it's definitely put in, in, in the way that it's most often going to, manifest itself but you have to be sort of flexible too mm. like i said sometimes an opener if you're going to hit an awkward silence an hour into the conversation sometimes if you can't think of anything just the silly opener is a good uh just something to say like you know uh, like a generic situation like uh you know have you ever read your ex-boyfriend's email like randomly you just say, oh my god my friend had this whole thing and it's just a story to tell but ideally right you don't necessarily need those. You should have a whole sort of um, uh, vocabulary of, of your own routines after you've been doing this for long enough. Like, you should have... You don't necessarily need our openers. You can have your own openers. But you should do the same thing. If you have a bunch of sort of opinion-style openers, that can be your uh, emergency fallback when there's an awkward silence. So, I mean, the way we'd sort of say to do it is typically, like, use the routines manual first when you go out and then kind of create your own. Um, we tell most guys, like, make a Word document. Every time you say something awesome, mm-hmm. you're like, wow, that was pretty sweet. Yeah. Like, when you get home. You know, if you, if you go out for a year and do that, you're going to have your own routines manual, and then you're not in any danger of anybody using the same stuff as you, you know? So. Yeah, yeah, to- totally. So, yeah. uh what would be the ideal time for someone to use a routines manual? Because as as I'm thinking, like... Maybe someone who's been introduced to, you know, the a routine, a kind of routines-based uh, system. So, you know, something like the Love Systems one or the Venusian Arts or someone else who, you know, kind of works with the routines a lot. Um, yeah. It's it's kind of funny that uh, I noticed you're, you're the only guys who've put out a routines manual, which is kind of strange given the emphasis that yeah. a lot of people put on them. Why, yeah, it is. Why, why it is. that is? Is it just because it's hard work to put it all together? Or? Yeah, it was definitely a pain in the ass. <laughs> it was definitely, yeah, it was a big pain in the ass to put it together. Um, and then we did the second one, so we have two of them yeah. that are out. It was so, the first one was so popular, then we had so many sort of requests for another one that we did it. Um, I don't know. I mean, I think that uh, it's a really good question. When we were, like, putting it together, we were kind of asking ourselves the same thing, and why didn't we do it sooner? Mm-hmm. But... Um, I, you know, I'm not really sure why people wouldn't do it. It's, you know, I guess it's easier to sort of talk in generalities mm-hmm. uh, about this stuff a lot of times. Um, and then when you give concrete examples, you have to, like, dig through and try and find the best ones, you know, ones that are really going to work so you're not steering people in the wrong direction and mm-hmm. ones that um, most guys can relate to, you know, yeah, uh, yeah, in one way or another. You know, some of them are very specific to the people who say them. Uh, or, or a particular personality type, so a lot of that was was hard to do. And then also, um, 
you know, it's sort of an overview of the whole triad model and all that stuff in the book. So you have to cover some of the theory at the same time as uh, doing the routine so people understand why they work. And Yeah, it, it's a lot of work, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I guess maybe that's why. It, it becomes almost like a, an overview of the entire theory plus, you know, uh, applied examples of it. Yeah, so, yeah well, I can definitely see how it would be hard work because you have to make sure everything goes into it right and... Um, you know, yeah, like, when, it, when it gets down to that kind of practical detail, it, it does take time to make sure it's right. Yeah, absolutely. And then, you know, when you're giving an example, if a book is mostly theory, you only have to give a few examples. This is sort of almost end-to-end examples, which I think is useful. I mean, people are going to get more out of, um, you know, you learn by seeing it done and, and seeing what it actually is. When you talk about the theory, if you haven't seen a guy go out and do it or haven't sort of understood exactly what types of things they're saying, it's pretty tough to internalize it. Yeah. I think I think another thing to think about, I guess, is that some, like for someone who's interested in routines, is uh, like what kind of learning style you have. Because some people, you know, they can read something which is more theoretical and they get it and they're able to apply it very easily. But other, yeah. other people, they really need those concrete examples. So you, you've got to kind of appreciate what kind of learning style you have. Yeah, yeah, definitely, absolutely. And I, like I said, you can't just learn by reading routines and parroting them either. You have to understand why they work. And each routine in the book has its own uh, commentary. Mm-hmm. So we sort of explain you know, why this works and, and what the general objective is of it and what you're trying to do. Because, yeah, I mean, if you don't understand why it works, you'll never sort of progress to the next level, which is coming up with your own stuff on the fly, mm-hmm. um, because you've seen how uh, a good example works, you can sort of uh, mimic the spirit of it rather than just the words. Yeah. yeah. So, so, like, if someone was going to, you know, had decided they wanted to use, use routines and they were going to get this, when do you think would be the ideal time, like, to get to get this routines manual, which would actually help them having all of these routines? What should they have studied first or done first um, before they f- think about doing this? I mean, it helps if you've read Magic Bullets, which is sort of our, our introductory book. Mm-hmm. Um, that's definitely a help. But, I mean, we cover a lot of that stuff in the routines manual as well, um, just sort of the basic structure. But, I mean, yeah, a, a very, very beginner would benefit from it. And then if you've been doing it for a while, you know, it doesn't hurt to have more stuff in your arsenal. Mm-hmm. You know, you're going to come across a, a couple things, no matter who you are, that are going to be things that you haven't seen before that are going to be useful for you, you know, that, that are going to probably become staples for you at some point in there. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, I think it, it can apply to just about anybody. It's, it's structured enough that a beginner can come in and, and doesn't have to have everything, like, mastered. But, you know, if you're serious about the stuff and you're really uh, dedicated to it, it's... Like you said, it's the only sort of encyclopedia of the stuff that's out there. So it's kind of like, I think, a must-have mm-hmm. for anybody who's, who's into it. Yeah. And, you know, once you got it, how, how, do, you, how do you use it? Like, you know, how, how would you study it and, and put it into practice? And I, I mean, we're big proponents of use your phone. Um, take the okay. stuff that you like the most. Yeah. Uh, create a notepad in your phone mm. and then put... Put just you, you have to learn them. The thing is, you don't have to learn them word for word. You have to learn them idea for idea. Mm-hmm. So if there's a long sort of paragraph of stuff, you don't have to sit there and get it exactly right. But in that paragraph, there's probably three ideas, mm-hmm. you know, that are being worded. So you can word them in your own way, but just make sure you hit all of the ideas, hit the funny part at the you know the right time, and and move on. But you can say it in your own language. 
So just get that idea, sort of beat point down. Sometimes I tell people to write those down next to it. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, you read this routine, it's, you know, uh, a half a page paragraph long with a couple breaks, but, like, what are the ideas? Like, what are the main ideas that you have to hit? Write those down on a, on a sheet of paper. Once you have those ideas down, which isn't that hard to remember, like, yeah. it's a lot easier than remembering word to word, then just put the name of the routine in a an open, like, let's say you have openers, attraction routines. Put the names of three routines in there. Mm-hmm. And then once you're in a conversation, um, when you get stuck sometimes, you can just pretend you're, you're looking for a text <laughs> message or something. Yeah. Pull up the notepad and see it. I mean, that's when you're stuck. I mean, th- that's more of a beginner thing. As you get further into the stuff, you're not really going to do that anymore. Um, and you get better at holding this stuff in your head, I think, the longer you do it. Mm. And pull it. It becomes like a, you know, like uh, Braddock usually describes it like, uh, it's like, it becomes like Google in your head once you get pretty good. You start being able to, like, she says something about a trip somewhere. Search starts spinning in your head, and you pull up either, you know, some natural story that you have, some routine you have that's related to, a, you know, a trip or something like that, and it just hits when it's supposed to. Um, but the only way you get there is by having a whole lot of stuff in your head and, and, re- and relax it so that, you know, your, your brain can work, too. Right, right, right. So, I mean, should they study all of the routines all at the same time or take them one, you know, a, a few by few. Like you said, like, note down three. Well, most so guys, how, when, how, when they're how very, when they, let's say they're a beginner, if they're going to be learning, they're usually going to get good at each sort of step. So they'll get good at opening and then fuck up the attraction part, the early part of attraction. Mm-hmm. Then they'll get better at attraction and just have it go nowhere, kind of, or fizzle out. Then they'll get better at comfort. So, you know, if you're a beginner and you're learning opening and attraction, just learn that stuff you know, until you have that down. That's really the most important thing in general. I mean, that, the first 15 minutes, mm-hmm. if you can get that down and get most girls hooked, you'll do, your whole life will change as far as with women. Um, so, I mean, comfort mm-hmm. stuff, most guys can figure out how to do that. There's definitely some tricks. Uh, the trick with comfort is you're mostly going to act normal, but you want to accelerate the intimacy. You want to do things to make it move faster than it would uh, if you just sort of left it to its own devices. So there's stuff in the routines manual about how to do that. So how to, how, how to accelerate. You, you like each other, but how do you keep this from dragging out the five dates and being, uh, you know, like a marriage? Yeah, yeah. So uh, that's sort of the purpose of, like, the, the, the routines in the, in the comfort section there. Um, but, yeah, I mean, for guys who are starting out, I mean, you really, the first 15 minutes and getting girls interested, hooked, and attracted, I mean, that's the bread and butter of this. If you can do that all the time, then, you know, even if you screwed up stuff later on, you're still going to end up with a lot more girls than you did before. So. Great, great, great. So, like, in to set expectations, you know, how, how much practice does it take? If, you, if, you, if you're using a routine, are you going to get it right the first time? Does it depend no, on the person? Or, you know, what's the, the typical thing to keep in mind is, like, they don't know you screwed up. Only you do. And don't flinch. Mm-hmm. You know, like the whole thing is they only know that you screwed up when you flinch. So even if you say something stupid or, you know, if a girl says something that jars you, as long as you don't flinch, you're not going to have a negative response from it necessarily. Unless what you said is completely mm-hmm. retarded. And, and you. And, but again, if you're just doing the routines based on the ideas of the routine and not trying to say it word for word, it shouldn't come out unnatural. It should come out in your own words. Um but the way they're worded in the routines manual sort of helps you understand how to do it in a polished sort of way. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, be willing to make mistakes and go out and do it. But just realize, like, there's times where you you think you're screwing up horribly and, like, and, and everything's over and it's just totally fucked up. And it's, you know, it's just you getting down on yourself because you 
lost the train of thought or you didn't deliver it exactly the way you wanted to. They don't see that as much as you do. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, you know, I remember you know, way back in uh, 2004, 2003 or something, uh, TD, TD from yeah. RSD, Real Social Dynamics, he was... You know, he was writing a lot about routines, and obviously that's that's why they're in the game, because they were being used a lot yeah. of the time. Uh, and I remember he wrote this post about, you know, how long it took to learn to do a routine properly. And it went something like, you know, the first time, the first ten times you use a routine, it's going to suck. Yeah. Uh, the, this, the, the, the next twenty times, it's going to be like average. Uh, then, you know, the next 20 times, it's going to be really good. And then, you know, so I had this learning kind of curve and, and instead of expectation of how many times you'd have to put it into practice in order to get good. Have you got any I think idea? it depends I mean, on how experienced you are in general. Like, if I, took, if, you, uh -huh. if I took me or Braddock or somebody and you were like, well, go do this routine on some girl. Go talk to some girl and fit this routine in. I think I could probably yep. deliver it almost 100% the first time out, as long as I, like, had it right in my head. I'd find a way yeah, to deliver yeah. it the right way, and so would he, and so would a lot of the other guys who are really good. Um, so if you've been experienced, I think you can just be like, oh, that's fucking money, and then go out and use it that night and probably kill with it. Uh, in the beginning, yeah. when you're not used to talking to girls that much and not used to how much you can get away with, um, and the fact that they don't know what mistakes <laughs> you're making and things like that. It, once you've relaxed about it, I think you can do it a lot better. But, yeah, for a beginner, you're going to, like – your inner critique, your inner critic is uh, more harsh, I think, when you're a beginner. So yeah. I think that's what causes some problems uh, for guys when they're trying to do it mm. because they're critiquing themselves the entire time they're doing it. So that's yeah. kind of getting in the way, whereas, like, I, I feel like I could probably go do it. I might fuck it up, but I won't care that much, so it probably won't necessarily even register. So, mm. you know, that's... Yeah, that's a, that's that's an excellent point. You know, you don't you shouldn't be trying to execute these routines yeah, the perfectly. Yeah, uh, just to do it perfectly is probably what's going to mm. screw you up. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Well, hey, hey, Scott, this is this has been a great coverage of uh, routines. You know, it's a lot of insights into it. Have you got anything else to add, else to add that we've missed? Um, yeah, or? like I said, just remember, like it's it is really useful to learn routines, and they're uh, like a. a really important tool in the whole process, but try to not just learn the routines, try to figure out why they're good, what makes them good. And then in your improvisations, which are inevitable, most of the conversations you're going to have, no matter what you do, are going to be improvised. Try to implement those principles, you know, the, the ideas of, um, you know, teasing her over things and, and role-playing and finding uh, ways to connect and all the things that you'll see that get done by the routines find ways to do them on your own. Uh, right, right. So it's to, right, the end goal is to understand why the routines work and, and you, yeah, you know, make you your improvisations do exactly what the routines do. That's really yeah. what, what the sort of end goal is for sure. Great. Excellent. All right, man. Thanks for this. It's been great talking Absolutely. to you. Take care. This interview was brought to you by Dating Skills Review. Dating Skills Review is the Amazon.com of dating advice for men. If it exists, we have it. We help you find the best advice fast, so you can get good with women in months, not years. Find us at www.datingskillsreview.com.